Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Harfell podcast which is most likely the last episode of the podcast in 2022. We did it guys, it's very very exciting. I am so ready for the New Year's and for the first time in a long while I'm not actually dreading New Year's Eve because usually it's like one of my least favorite days in the year. Okay maybe I'm exaggerating but like as a concept really dislike new year's eve always just stress me out it's kind of like birthday but less fun it just like so many expectations and it always feels like people are asking about your plans so you have to have a response and it's kind of lame to not be doing anything i mean i don't perceive it as lame per se i just think like that's how it's socially generally perceived so it just always gives me a headache you know but this year I'm actually just going to my friend's um, flat in Warsaw and we're just going to celebrate it with her friends and it's going to be pretty chill. But because I have like a concrete plan and I'm going somewhere, it feels like, you know, I'm doing something. So I'm really excited. Also just really excited to see her. I am actually recording this <laughs> um, episode sitting in my living room at my parents house i'm sat on my couch and my phone which i'm recording on is balancing on like a stack of pillows i'm doing this a because i don't have to hold it that way my phone and b i've heard from another podcast that like this is a good way to record because it muffles this like sound echoes i really know nothing about sound quality or like recording quality or what's you know what's the deal? What actually sounds good? So maybe it will sound good. That was an exquisite sentence, Veronica. Um, you can probably also hear by my a sexy low voice that I have been sick recently. I'm doing okay now. But um, yeah, the voice is still here. I kind of dig it, not gonna lie. Like if that were my voice for the rest of my life, I don't think I would be very upset about that you know? But yeah, not to make this intro too lengthy, um, I've just been sat the past week at my parents' house. It's the last day of Christmas today, actually, 26th of December, and yeah, just coming here with a very, very exciting episode, which is in theme with what I just mentioned, which is the end of 2022, and this episode is all of the lessons. Okay, not all of the lessons, I just ruined it. Um, The lessons I've learned in 2022 the most important ones, let's just say, basically is just 12, no wait, 13 lessons I wrote down on the top of my head when I was thinking back upon this year, looking through my camera roll, reminiscing upon my memories and all the things, the challenges I faced and lessons I learned through them and through just the collective of all experience I've had um, in 2022. And I love doing that kind of stuff i'm such a reflective person i love i've been journaling so much recently the division of time between calendar years is kind of like arbitrary and the first of january doesn't mean much but i think it's like a it's a nice point where people usually have a lot of time off and you can just really take it all in to reflect and pause and like take stock of your life basically and where it's at and the direction it's headed and you know, evaluate whether you're satisfied with that direction. I think that's how I try to utilize this time in the year as every single year. Um, not setting any like unrealistic 
goals or something more of like yeah I'd say like intentions maybe some affirmations direction in which I want to go but nothing too crazy that I am going to be upset about not accomplishing when the next 31st of December rolls around but yeah less on that I will just swiftly move on to the lessons I've learned in 2022 and give some background on all of them but I'll try my best not to make it too long the first one that I wrote down for no particular reason is work-life balance isn't important for me it's the absolute essential um I probably have learned this because of my internship experience I've had over the summer in case you were not aware I did an internship in Brussels and it was kind of like my first proper work experience I'd say like it was 10 weeks I had to go and show up at a given place every single day and um, you know I never had that before and the reason I wrote this down is because I realized I think this year that like this this you know applies both in terms of like work work you know when you go like a career as well as when it comes to university productivity whatever it is that like occupies your productive time I am miserable if I have to overwork myself and by overworking I mean just like working more than eight nine hours a day that is my maximum that is how much I'm willing to do and I just realized that I am not willing to give up that free time after work um that you get even if you work like a nine to five you still get you know the evening and like late afternoon to yourself right But if you're working in a company that makes you work crazy hours or if you're just like willing to sacrifice like that free time that, you know, your spare time or even your sleep for that, I don't know, like extra money or prestige or like something that's going to facilitate you in life. Let's say like a really good job. That's just something I'm not willing to do. Not to say that my internship was like this, like it actually was the opposite. Um, It gave me quite a lot work-life balance and I think... I was really like appreciative of it because I realized how just, you know, how big of a strain on your energy is even like a full working day that consists of like eight, nine hours, you know? What I'm trying to say is like after those, like after a full day of work, I'm usually just exhausted and like I am so ready to go home and I do not care about like extra money I could get if I stayed over hours. And I just think it's a really... Like, I'm glad I I realized it at this point in my life and not later because, you know, it can be something that's just going to determine my career choice in a way or at least, like, my workplace. And now that I know it's a priority for me, I can make it such. I can make it a priority, if that makes sense, whenever I'm going to be choosing my next um, job or, like, any future career. My second lesson of 2022 um has some a lot to do with spirituality and in particular one book I've read this year that I've mentioned so many times and what I wrote down is your emotional state has quite little to do with the worldly events and everything to do with how you perceive and process the worldly events this is again something that I think it's uh, so crucial to realize and it can quite literally like shift the way you go about your life Because when you finally stop putting the blame and pointing like the guilt, the reason for your unhappiness, the reason why you got upset or you got angry or you got sad, whatever negative emotions, when you stop blaming the world for it and start realizing that like it's 
just your perception of it that makes you upset, angry, sad, whatever it is. I think it really makes you feel much more responsible and in control as well of your emotional state, which is a very valid thing because, at least for me, maybe because I'm a control freak, I think it's a really valuable thing to realize because then I know that it's in my perspective, like my happiness and my life satisfaction does not lay in what happens to me in the future. Obviously, it's like correlated. There's better times, there's worse times, there's like worldly events or like your family events or things that happen in your life that will affect your mood. You know, we're humans, we're going to have these emotions. But how you perceive these events, what you decide to make of them, how you decide to reminisce upon them after they happen and consider them if a difficult thing happens to you do you consider that a lesson and a learning experience or do you consider that like a punishment from the world or you know like the world being against you like it's all in your head and I think you can make your life as peaceful or as miserable as you want and that in itself is very freeing and empowering you're kind of taking ownership of your emotions, I think, in that sense. Maybe I'm not doing a best, my best job at explaining these, but um, hopefully you know what I mean. Number three, again, like completely unrelated. The, these are all very, very random. Um, physical exercise is one of the best and most direct ways of bringing up your energy, clearing your mind and improving your mental well-being. Um, I think one of the biggest, like, hands-down discoveries or just things I'm most proud of in 2022 is how my relationship with exercise changed and I think for the first time in my life I genuinely started enjoying exercise this year like before that it was all kind of mostly forced mostly unenjoyable and mostly just for the purpose of you know acquiring a certain acquiring can I even say that um obtaining a certain body type or a certain physique it was always focused on that and I never really got the whole you know, like exercise lifts up your mood thing. Um, but it 110% does. Nowadays, I feel like I can physically feel such a huge, huge, huge difference in the days that I do like work out in the morning versus when I don't. And I remember periods in my life this year, like beginning of this year, mostly I think like January, February, and maybe April, where I was going to the gym like so much, like five, three times a week. And I remember just being so energetic and hyped up and just like ready to conquer the world. I would wake up so early. I would, you know, have this like really intense an hour to an hour and a half long workout. And then I would eat this huge breakfast and I would have like this big appetite during the day. Like I had a big appetite for food as well as just life in general. I don't know. It just, it's chemicals, right? It's endorphins. It's scientifically proven that exercise improves your mood and it's not a groundbreaking thought I'd say um, or a conclusion but I think you get what I mean when I say it's so much different to like objectively know or be aware of like a truth versus to actually experience something that makes you believe in it wholeheartedly if that makes sense and I think this year has truly shown to me just how powerful exercise is and I've made it my priority to implement it as a regular part of my routine now that it's like winter and fall and I kind of quit my gym membership um I've been doing other types of physical activity but I'm definitely not on my like absolute top in terms of my physical I don't know how do you say it 
condition, um, stamina, everything, strength. Like I've had higher moments this year, but I'm still very grateful for like the journey I've gone through and just how strong I got this year, guys. Like it's so satisfying to just be strong and to feel like something that you weren't able to do a month ago, you can do now. Like I can do up to three pull-ups if I really push it. Um, And I was not able to do like a chin-up at the beginning of this year. I can do a handstand. Like I, and it's just been one year and I really need to remind myself that I have my whole life to kind of, you know, work on my fitness goals and like my strength because there's still obviously so many things I cannot do. Um, but I am working on it and I'm getting there and it's the journey that's supposed to be enjoyable, not the destination, right? That's what they say. Number four, it's a pretty simple one, I'd say. Um, money spent on food, traveling and experiences with friends is usually worth it. Um, this year also, I think, had come with lots of new like money lessons, money realizations. I've also made the most money I've ever had in my life because yeah, I had that internship and I also at the end of the year started um working in a cafe. And I'm when I say that I've made most money I've ever made in my life, I this is not some crazy amounts, but like it's decent money for me and um I've never been earning like money kind of regularly as or as regularly as I have this year. And also this year I have I feel like I could really sum up 2022. Okay, maybe like saying that 2022 was fun and that's it is not really giving it justice because so much thing hap- so many things happened, but I have been prioritizing like experiences and fun this year a lot, I'd say. Like I was down to do everything with my friends, like whatever came up my way, I was just like, yeah, let's go, let's do this. Whether that was like a ball, like a boat party, whether that was a spontaneous trip to Spain or a concert or a dinner out with someone or a comedy show. I was just agreeing to it all and also like offering many things on my side um, and coming up with plans because I just realized that this is like these experiences that I'm mentioning, they're the one of the primary sources of happiness in my life, like this excitement and yeah I don't think I've ever looked back upon my spending because I have spent quite a lot of money on all of these things obviously it costs money to go out and have dinner or drinks with your friends or go to you know take a flight to a different country and rent an Airbnb but I have never looked back and been like oh I wish I hadn't spent that money like it's invaluable memories and it's literally embodying my whole thing with like making the most out of your 20s this is it I think in my opinion and this is how I personally go about making the most out of my 20s and I have been regretting spending some money on like certain clothes or um, makeup or jewelry but um, never never these experiences so that's I think something to keep in mind for my future self also number five I'd say this is one of the most important ones now that I read it. Inner peace is my utmost highest priority in life. This year, I have realized um, that there is nothing more important than inner peace because there's lots of things that I value in life. There's so many things that I find to be important. My family, my friends, my health, um, shelter, my safety, everything, right? It's all very, very important maybe equally important but above it all for me is my inner peace because 
if you have inner peace, it doesn't really matter. Everything else ceases to matter when you have inner peace, if that makes sense. And, you know, an example would be someone that's like an enlightened person like Jesus or Buddha, right? Like examples of people who have lost everything or have had so many hardships in their life. And yet because they were enlightened and spiritual and all of that, like that, they had that inner peace. They were happy people. And like I said, it's the most important lesson in my life, but I don't think I can really, I know how to even elaborate on it. I think because like there's nothing more valuable than that feeling like I don't know I think we live in such a world of you know overstimulation and everyone seems to be anxious and everyone's stressed and amongst all of that to actually experience that inner peace that like feeling that everything is and will be okay that acceptance of everything that comes your way and everything that is in your life there's nothing better than that there's nothing more than I aspire to have in my life, if that makes sense. And yeah, I've had times where I've had potentially very stressful situations in my life this year, but I had that inner peace for whatever reason at that moment in my life. And I've been completely fine with these situations. And I've also had situations in my life where everything was on the surface level, okay. There was nothing stressful going on, no reason to actually be anxious, but like I was creating these anxieties in my head and I was so so miserable at that time. And I think that really just shows that like, again, that it comes back to that point about perception. It's your perception of things and not the things themselves that cause your emotions. And also, yeah, being peaceful about it all and letting things go is the best thing you can do for yourself and that should be something or maybe I don't want to say that should be something you need to strive towards because like your life your choices obviously but that's definitely something I will keep in mind as I go on about my life and just making sure that I have that inner peace or that it's still a priority and not other things such as money or um, people pleasing or um, whatever it would be you know Number six is, I'd say, like a more recent one I am, that I learned. It's a lesson that I acquired near the end of 2022. And is that um, imposing your expectations on others takes away from your interactions with them. And then is the direction your relationship may go and evolve. I hope that made sense. Um, I know, I always knew that I had like quite high expectations of people overall, um, whether that's my family, friends, or potential partners, um, people I'd go on dates with, whatever it would be, right? Because I care for myself and I care about the people that come into my life. And so I want to ensure that I'm surrounding myself with the right kind of people, the right people that uplift me and people that inspire me and all of that. And I think that's very valid. And I think that's something we all should care about. And we should pay attention to kind of who the people we let close to ourselves because they're obviously going to have a huge impact on us probably bigger one than we actually consciously realize but putting that aside another completely different thing is having these very specific rigid expectations of how the people in your life that you already have are gonna like react to certain situations how they're gonna treat you how often they're gonna call you you know how they're gonna act in this situation that's whatever it is right or the qualities they should have according to you all of these things are limiting and 
it's I don't know if it's like my attempt like me imposing those expectations upon other people in my life which is something I feel like I've always done was it a way to control them control my relationships or ensure like that they're the healthiest or the best they could be but I actually realized that it's like me imposing those expectations is actually kind of mistreating the people in my life because I'm not giving them the opportunity to surprise me to just show up as the people they are on that given day and I don't take them in openly in you know whenever we meet I don't welcome them into my life with openness and like expect like just you know discovering what they have to say discovering what they want to say to me or maybe they're gonna say something I never expected them to even say and I think if you're too focused on the expectations and that certain outcome or that certain quality whatever like you're so focused on that point on that especially if they don't fulfill it god forbid that you don't notice and acknowledge all of the other good things that they're bringing to the table and so yeah this is something I'm really actively also working on right now because as I said I think it took me so many years of my freaking life to realize that I should just sometimes let people be more because them being my friends or my family or my boyfriends whatever it is does not (laughs) oblige them to act a certain way (laughs) so therefore I should just take a chill pill sometimes and give people some grace as I'm sure I would want them to give me and I'm you know I wouldn't want other people to impose their expectations of me I would be quite upset and I would be you know going on a rant about how I'm just this whole human and they cannot put me into their box and I think I should own up to it and actually apply that same policy towards others in my life and I would advise you the same if you're also kind of like you have like a similar tendency to me you're a bit of a control freak and you tend to do that because you think it's gonna improve your relationships and it's gonna ensure they're the best they can be but it's quite misleading I'm gonna have to admit and number seven that I wrote down which is kind of like a side note is <laughs> it's gonna sound really dumb but you don't actually know what's gonna happen in the future and cannot possibly predict it I know shouldn't it be obvious to every single person that we are not you know ever knowing and you have no idea what's gonna happen in your life even if you think you have it all figured out and if you think you know the course is gonna go more or less it's gonna bring you a lot of surprises let me tell you and it's I'm saying it's dumb because I truly think I sometimes like I catch myself <laughs> recently in conversations with my therapist I catch myself saying that like I knew that I knew it it's gonna happen and then she's like but it didn't happen right like your fear didn't come to fruition or like you thought this person acting this way meant this thing but it actually did not mean that thing and I think it's gonna sound full of myself like I, I sometimes am full of myself and I just assume because I think primarily because I think I have quite a good like ability to read people and understand them and I think because of that because I'm quite like you know a people person whatever it means I think I always know what the intention behind someone's action is you know or like I know how things are gonna go if we go that path with that person I just assume that I already like have it all laid out the whole future in front of me because just because I know the present and I understand the present but that's just bullshit I think that I have the capacity to just 
take all the information points that I have about people in my life and just figure out what the outcome is going to be of everyone every relationship I have, every situation that's going to happen. I already know how this person is going to react before she even like hears a story. I already know that this relationship is not going to work out before I even enter into it and give it a chance. Like it's always like that with me. And I think because I've looked back upon many situations in which I actually thought something else is going to happen um, and something else something completely different happened in real life I should be more humble about that and actually stop throwing out my assumptions and be okay like throwing out assumptions is one thing but actually believing they're gonna happen is a different thing so sometimes yeah I think I need to remind myself that the universe and this life on earth is very very unpredictable which is what makes it so fun and I should just sometimes take a step back and let things unfold in front of me rather than assuming I already know the outcome period (laughs) let me grab a sip of something because I'm feel like my voice is just getting worse and worse okay I'm back you might have thought I had a sip of water or maybe if you're feeling fancy you might have thought I had some tea but what you don't expect is that I actually drank some cashew milk I freaking love plant-based milks and like i can drink them as if they're like coconut water or something um it's also 11 p.m i feel like i'm just being a bit delusional here but let's carry on on to point number eight um which is not knowing foreign languages sucks (laughs) um there's really not much more to it it's quite a direct and literal one I also feel like I'm speaking in such a funny way today, but I'm kind of digging it. I think it, this whole vo- like this low voice is giving me a whole new personality. Yeah, this is something that I already kind of mentioned, I think, in one of my episodes. And I realized that when I did my internship, because as I said, I did it in Brussels. And so many people in Brussels are not from Brussels. Let me tell you that. That's the first thing I learned. And second of all, a lot of these people, at least in my company, because it's quite like a... I don't want to say international. It has like offices in seven different countries and it's quite... Yeah, the people working in the company that I did the internship are in are very interesting. And the ones that I worked in with in Brussels, they were from, you know, everywhere. Like there was a person from... There was a girl from Slovakia. There was a guy from Luxembourg, Sweden, I think, um, UK, Italy, like everywhere and whatever you can think of and I've heard so many languages being spoken at the office like between each other or maybe at some like company parties and on top of that um, I was in Brussels where obviously like French is being spoken maybe not obviously but like yeah English is not the official language and unlike in London I'm saying London as it's like separate from the UK um, whatever you know what I mean and what I'm trying to say is hearing so many foreign languages and not understanding any of them if it wasn't English and also there was no Polish people because I can speak Polish wow um just made me feel really dumb and incapable and I carry that feeling to this day I am really upset that I didn't learn a foreign language when I was in school like I learned English but like everyone knows English I feel like not knowing English is actually kind of sucks in this world like you need to know English if you have any plans of like traveling in the future or like leaving your country for whatever period of time it's just very useful I mean you know I don't have to explain it but I underestimated the power in understanding and speaking another 
like more languages. I do speak a little bit un peu de français, but like it's literally, it sucks. I cannot speak French. I cannot actually speak French. And that's what matters to me. And I want to be able to speak another language, to have a conversation with another French speaking person, you know? And I am making it one of my biggest goals this year. I probably have said it so many times, but I am looking and I think I'm going to do like an intensive language course um later this year when I start my gap year woohoo but yeah coming back to it I I don't know how but I really need to make language learning my priority and yeah this is like a note to self in the future I don't know if I'm gonna be able to learn more than French and, and like if I master French that's already gonna be a huge accomplishment for me so I'm not like setting myself up for failure saying I want to learn like five languages but you know what it will be freaking cool it will be freaking cool to speak Italian and Spanish and German even I mean okay German I'm not really keen on but it would be cool to understand a conversation in German if I'm in Berlin by any chance you know what I mean yeah so If you speak more than two languages, props to you, and I am really, really jealous. Especially those kids. I have one friend in my econ, one of my econ modules. She speaks English, obviously, and she also is Belgian, and her parents are German and French. So she speaks German, French, and English. Like, that's a a great combo, and she speaks them fluently and perfectly, because, you know, she's been speaking them at home since she was, like, a baby. So really jealous of her, not gonna lie. Number nine, I don't really, now that I'm reading it, I don't really know what I meant exactly, but I'm trying to, I'm going to try to elaborate on it. Um, Number nine is the power of friendships, of time, and feeling seen by the people around you. I think I meant that this year I really embraced my longer term friendships, if that makes sense. I feel like in my, you know, first years of uni, I was just really, really focused on those people, like the new people that came into my life that are, you know, wonderful. And I'm sure like I'm going to have some lifelong friendships from those people as well. But I also, you know, have some people in my life that I've known since, you know, first class of high school or even before that. And these friends know me on such a different level. And I think I've underappreciated them and I didn't give them enough credit before And this year, I've spent much more time with my hometown friends and I've just been really enjoying their presence and really seeing the ways in which a friendship of time, like seeing the different value it brings into your life, like, because it's something a bit different from like a really good friend that you made in uni, I think. Not saying that any of them is like better or worse or like above any of these, like it's not, it's not about that, but it's just like, it brings a different quality and it's just so, it feels so good to hang out with someone that like knows and has known so many versions of you and is still with you like they're still wanting to hang out with you they're still interested in what you have to say they still want to take trips with you even though they've known you like deep down in the depths of like teenage cringe and they've been through so many ups and downs with you and it's I just you feel seen in a different way by them I'd say like they just know me like if I mention a guy I had a crush on five years ago chances are they even knew that guy you know what I mean and it's something just you know it may seem like tiny and insignificant but to me it's like it's so valuable and I really want to cherish those and honor those friendships and make space for them as I move on about life and I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do more of that this week actually because I'm home and I'm gonna hang out with my friends a lot this weekend 
and because you know it's after Christmas so we can we all have time but it also we always feels like we have so little time with each other which feels crazy because like we had all the time in the world when we were in high school and now we all come back like three times a year and it just I don't know it feels like we don't have that much time together so it's really I really value that time and maybe you also should give some more gratitude to your hometown friends or friends that have known you for years because I think it's really easy to just fixate on the new fresh thing in your life um, and forget about how much goodness the other thing that has been there for a bit longer has already brought. Number 10, which I think I'm not gonna say much about because I the whole last podcast episode who was devoted purely to this um, is honesty is the best policy, period. Um, I've, yeah, I've spoken about it in the last episode, so I feel like I'm, I would just be repeating myself, but um, to keep it brief, near the end of 2022, I just, this new urge to be honest appeared in me, um, and just to be really authentic in my relationship with other people as well, and just say the uncomfortable thing, and say whatever I mean, and, you know, whenever there's a situation, do not sweep it under the rag, rather than that, just have it explained, talk it over with your friends, and just be honest and respectful, and it has brought so much goodness already, and I think I'm really excited to carry that as, like, I don't know, I just, I feel like honesty was never, like, a huge value for me, like, it's, it's not that I was a liar before that, but it's not something that I actively practice, and I think you do have to do that, actually, because it's, we live in a world where it's so easy to just, I don't know, try to escape a situation or just, again, sweep it under the rug or just not mention if something uncomfortable or difficult happens and just move on to it and focus on the positive. But it's like kind of this toxic positivity thing sometimes, I feel like, the unwillingness to talk about the uncomfortable thing. And I do honestly think that it can progress, like further your friendships and any relationships, to be fair, that you have in your life and make them grow bigger and stronger. Um, and at the same time, maybe you can weed out those that, you know, if people do not value your honesty, as long as you're doing it in a respectful way, obviously, do not be an asshole, then I don't think there should be much space for those people in your life because they do not value your truth and they do not value your authentic self. And so, yeah, if you want to hear more about that topic, I devoted a whole 40-minute episode to it, so do check it out, please. Number 11, um, again, quite a spiritual one here. You are just a consciousness experiencing a human being. You can separate yourself from the human experience and find solace in yourself, even in the darkest of places. Um, I think this one will be one that's the hardest to explain for me because I tried to do it. Um, when I was talking to my friends, this is something that I, this sentence especially, like, you are just a consciousness experiencing a human being. I think it was a quote, it's a quote from um, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, which is my newfound Bible, my love, my obsession, my biggest source of spiritual knowledge thus far in my life. And I've read it um, sometime around June this year. Basically, he, the author goes a long way about, like, kind of elaborating on what it means that like your consciousness so that kind of concept is not it's not really foreign to me um but yeah he introduces that idea and then what he says is that essentially as you go about life you're not a human being but you're a consciousness experiencing a human being and I know it may sound like really absurd and kind of meta and like what is she even talking about but when I read this and it really resonated with me because of like the introduction he made about us being a consciousness 
it was such a profound thing to me that I still am sometimes forgetting about as I lose myself in like the human experience because it honestly just opened my eyes to the fact that I can always if I need to or you know for practice um try to distance myself from like my life and my experiences and just kind of like zoom out kind of look my at myself from the third eyes is it called the third eyes perspective the third third person perspective kind of like a bird's view be there in spirit but just observe myself living my life and realize that it's not that it's just my consciousness having those experiences but I'm not those experiences I'm not that person okay that I feel like I'm just digging a hole here because I cannot explain myself like half as well as like Michael Singer can in that book but yeah something I realized this year and I think it really is a valuable thing especially when you're experiencing something difficult and something that's really like all-encompassing like think of an experience that has just had you sucked into it negatively in a negative way like your emotions you were really upset by something you were really overwhelmed and you felt like you just all these emotions like you weren't able to handle them because they were so much and they impacted you so like to such a degree and then I think in these times being able to like kind of take a you know a deep breath and do that zoom out and be like okay this is a situation but like essentially it's just an experience I'm having as a human being and I'm still intact in their whole nothing happened to me I know difficult to get your head around it if you don't then like don't think that you're dumb on anything I think I'm just not explaining in a great way um I really want to reread that chapter again but yeah if anything that I want you to get out of it is to usually read the untethered soul by Michael Singer period I'm sure you'll understand it when you read it then um number 12 is drinking just isn't my cup of tea (laughs) I love how I phrase it um I also made a whole episode about it um but it was more towards like the beginning of 2022 basically as most teenagers I've had my ups and downs with drinking mostly downs (laughs) throughout my life and I've had many situations in which I have been you know drinking to the point where I just wasn't feeling physically well um to say the least and I've always felt so shitty about those experiences you know, when I woke up or like from retrospective, but I think drinking or drinking to get drunk is such a status quo in our society, or at least in like my, you know, my age, uni, high school, all of that, that like people, I never really questioned it to the degree that I started this year. And I think this year, I just fully accepted the fact that like, maybe some people enjoy that experience of being drunk. Like I think people genuinely do enjoy it more than I do I genuinely brings me lots of negative emotions even as it's happening it's not just that I'm you know I don't like the hangover afterwards I just hate when I get drunk I like I feel physically unwell and mentally unwell whenever I'm drunk and I think it's just I finally accepted it and I finally can't like have come to terms with the fact that I I never want to be drinking to get drunk or like rarely want to be doing that um and it's okay when other people are drinking to do that to just like drink less and when other people are shouting to not shout with them it's totally fine and I am fully comfortable with that at this point in my life and I think um again like really happy that I like realized something like this that early in life relatively you may say it's late but like so many adults I think still drink mindlessly and without really 
questioning their relationship with alcohol and I think I'm at a pretty solid point obviously it may shift in my life in the future I really would like to do like a period of sobriety maybe when I'm going to be solo traveling it's going to be like an easier thing to do than when I'm at uni and there's all these experiences but yeah I think I'm at a really great I'm at a point in my life where I have a really great and healthy relationship with alcohol which is something I'm very very grateful for and number 13 to end it on a strong note um there are no limits to my happiness and no reason for me to feel guilty about it um it kind of encompasses two things um two parts the first is that i feel like i sometimes self-sabotage because i have this like limiting belief in my head that like limitless happiness is just not feasible kind of whenever i'm feeling really happy whenever i've had moments of like pure joy and bliss this year i feel like i find a thought that kind of allows me to bring this happiness down a notch or kind of i find a reason to be stressed about or find something to like decrease and diminish my reason for happiness whatever it may be just because i just yeah again like i have this subconscious limiting belief that like it's not possible to be that happy it's not possibly it's not possible to be happy and content all the time and i think i realized that it's not true i again had a therapy session about it um where i just realized how much like whenever i'm in these moments in my life where i'm really really happy I find it almost unsettling because I, it's like as if I'm waiting for like a hit and as as if I'm expecting it for it to end really quickly because it may not like I just assume it's not possible that I can be just this happy and for it to be my state of being and my state of existing. Um, I think it's a lot of programming from society which always tells you that like society and people so many things are just really negative and I think you really need to like fight it and get over it and realize that it's just it's like messaging and a lot of people just aren't willing to step over it but that does not mean you cannot be happy if you've reached that point in your life where you can access that joy easily that's amazing that's like one of the best things you can do for yourself and so i need to really work on not like beating myself down in those moments and the second part to it which um i mentioned is like the whole happiness guilt it's it's really correlated but yeah I, whenever I am at that happy I just feel like there's something wrong and I make myself feel guilty about it sometimes um not to say it again but I did make a whole podcast episode about it um it's called the happiness guilt um I think I've experienced a lot of that at the beginning of this year where I'd had those moments when it was especially like springtime I freaking love spring when it's just getting warm and everything's green and blossoming and you're just really really happy for no reason and I was just you know having like these amazing mornings full of energy after a workout just singing to myself dancing in my skirt because it was so warm and I would just start feeling like why are you doing this you know like why are you this happy like shouldn't you go to uni shouldn't you start working shouldn't you you know be less happy like chill and I hate that about myself maybe okay not about myself but like I hate that about my brain that it does those things sometimes and I think you know whenever I have those I don't want to say rare moments of happiness but like you know they're still kind of scarce in your life like I'm not running around happy 24 7 I'd say I'm content most of the time which is also a really really good thing and like I'm not taking it for granted because 
I think for most of my life I've been like unhappy not to sound dramatic but like I have been I've been reading my journals for from my like high school years and I realized I was I mean I always knew but like it always reminds me how unhappy I was at that time in my life and I was just generally like my regular mode of operating was unhappiness and self-hatred and you know negativity whereas now even if I'm not experiencing this like exhilaration like this week I've just been chilling at home so maybe I haven't been running around happy but like I've been really content and yeah I've been happy I've been happy as well maybe not in like a explosive way but like I've been spending so much time with my family I you know didn't have to do any uni work I'm just resting chilling reading watching tv shows and yeah my I usually just wake up content, um, sometimes overthinking, but usually content. And um, I want to be moving into that direction in my life more and more. And yeah, just like really reprogramming my brain into perceiving happiness as something that's limitless and accessible to me at all times, rather than scarce and to be felt guilty about. So yeah, these are all the lessons that at least I wrote down. I'm sure there's more that I've learned this year. Um, but these are the first ones that have come to my head. If you're not the type of person to do this, I would really like recommend you kind of take at least, you know, an hour to, you know, light some incense, play some nice meditative music and just kind of reflect upon your year. Look through your camera roll. I think it always helps. Maybe you have some old journal entries to go through. I think it's just really nice to reflect upon what happened and yeah, realize how far you've come and how much you've changed over that period of time because we don't really notice those changes from day to day basis. And then I think I've, I feel so much more knowledgeable, confident, peaceful, and happy than I was at the beginning of this year, I think. Yeah, just really looking forward to what's whatever. 2023 has in stock for me I'm my biggest thing I think this year is going to be working on letting things go more and allowing events to unfold in my life and like allowing life to take me to places rather than meticulously planning each step of the way (laughs) that that's the overall theme that I'm going for um yeah I think I'm gonna go to sleep soon because I'm getting tired um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I had lots of fun recording it. And I'll talk to you in 2023. Kisses. I love you all. And thank you for your support this year. You've been really lovely. Bye.